welcome to History Makers. I'm your host, Matt Prater. Today we speak with the first ever Australian idol, Guy Sebastian. Believe it or not, Guy started out playing drums for a worship band in church. Eventually he sung for the Planet Shakers band, and when he won Australian Idol, was catapulted to success. Wow, what an intro. I'm good. Very good. Now, Guy, I've watched you on TV for years now. I've watched you on Idol. I spent a lot of money SMSing to get you that you know, first place there. <laughs> Let's go back from the beginning. Uh, you started um, playing drums at a church before you were singing at the church. Tell us a bit about that. Yes, the pastor of that is Paul Geeling, who was my first youth pastor, and I kind of wanted to sing, but he made me play drums because we didn't have a drummer and he heard I could sort of play drums a little bit. And, and um, so, yeah, I, I was forced into, into picking up the drumsticks. But I, I loved it. It's good. And then tell me how you started singing. Um, I guess I started singing at um, sort of family weddings and church weddings and stuff. And, um, you know, and then I, I just started hanging out at youth and singing at youth and um, then started singing in the chapel band at school and, and uh, yeah, it sort of took off from there. And tell me about your time with Planet Shakers. Yeah, I was in um, a number of different um, bands. I was in my church band, then I was in like a Youth Alive band, and then I was in Planet Shakers band, who, who which is a Christian, um, you know, youth organisation. They run conferences and, yeah, even did some tours with them. We went overseas to the States, starting in Nashville, and went on a big rock star bus, and, and yeah, it was a great time. I really loved my time in Planet Shakers. And how much do you think that trained you for what you're doing now? Um, well, I guess... Um, you know, not not so much on on the voice level. You know, like um, as I mean, it did on a vocal level, but more so on a spiritual level, just to um, I guess really prepare me. And I had great leadership and and um, and great people around me who really taught me a lot of things. And and um, so yeah, of course, it was a great sort of training ground, which um, I guess moulded me into somebody who was ready for for what was about to come, sort of after Planet Shakers. So yeah. Now, your first album just went massive, um, number one songs and just awesome after Idol. And then there was a second album and then a bit of a lull in the last year or so. Yeah. And then you got your groove back. <laughs> Tell us about how you got your groove back. Um, I guess for me, yeah, it was a bit of a, um, a time where... I don't know, like I just sort of lost the plot a bit on a confidence level and, and, and on, a, um, on a musical level more so, you know. I just um, felt like I was confined into this space where I wasn't actually sure I was meant to be and uh, like musically I, I didn't really feel like an R&B guy and, and yet my second album was so R&B and... Um, so I started writing for the third album and, and went overseas, worked with the big producers that they put you with and I was meant to come back with the third album and I came back with sort of rubbish, you know, and um, just wasn't into it. it. It wasn't bad songs, they just weren't exciting for me. And, and um, so basically I, I kind of went away and stopped writing for a while and it got to a point where I thought, well, this is all i got and I can't write at the moment, I'm trying, but... So I thought, well, I might have to just release the rubbish. And, and I thought, well, I can't do that. Then I got this revelation of, well, I'm called to be where I am. And that calling involves hard work and it involves a responsibility. And my responsibility is to deliver the best of my craft, which God's given me, to the best of my ability and the best that I can do. And, and, um, and I thought, well, that's my purpose. My purpose is to, you know, have great music out there. And, and so I was really spurred on to um, start writing again. And I picked up a guitar and worked with my guitarist and just with friends. And, and, um, and it all just really happened really quickly, like a couple of months. So, yeah. You talk about you've been wanting to find your purpose in life um, and that for you comes from God. How do people find their purpose from God? 
Um, I guess it's it's a matter of um, surrender. I, I think people try and do it their own way, and they try and make up their own rules. And um, for so long, I did the same. You know, I left uni to do music, um, which is a big move for me. I was in last year of medical radiation. You know, I was heading towards a good job, and and just thought, well, this isn't my calling. I know I'm not meant to do it, and felt that you know God spoke to me to leave. And but I left and started doing music, but it was tough because I had no money, and so I had to work these jobs. You know, I was cleaning toilets. At a nursing home. I was um, uh, at a warehouse driving trucks, forklifts, and um, it was they were great jobs and, and and it was good fun. But still, wasn't the calling I know I was meant to lead. And and but I used that money to sort of get studio equipment together and slowly saved and got more studio equipment together. And then had my own little setup, you know. And then I started teaching music. Um, and meanwhile, the thing that was really getting me going was, you know, the fact that I was in the Planet Shakers band and, and, and um, you know, thinking that, yep, this is, this is where I'm meant to be. And, um, and then Planet Shakers moved to Melbourne. And it was, I was at this point where I had to um, pray about whether I was going to move. And, and, um, and so I could stay in Adelaide and, um, and keep doing what I was doing. Or I could follow what I thought was kind of my calling, which, you know, I thought at the time was to be in the Planet Shakers band. And basically... Um, God told me not to move, which really confused me, and so I was almost, um, almost angry at God, you know, like angry that at the fact that I felt ripped off. I was like, well, hang on, I've left everything for this, and um, now a great opportunity's come, and I'm not taking it up. And a few months after I made that decision not to go, um, Australian Idol came up, and my girlfriend at the time, and still my girlfriend um, Jules, she took me along to this audition. I was like. I'm not going to win this thing. There's no way I'll do anything. You know, I haven't got blue eyes and blonde hair and I can't dance like, you know, those pop dancers because they do that a lot. Um, and um, funny enough, you know, I ended up winning and, and, um, and it was just a weird, weird journey, but one I knew I was meant to be on. And, and um, so, yeah, here, here I am now and, and um, you know, I'm glad that kind of I got that spark back in God to control and gave me songs, you know, and um, enabled me to make closer to the sun. Now, you are so busy. You do so much in your life. Mm. How do you slow down and spend time with God? What's your devotional routine? What, what do you do to, to, get, uh, to connect with God? Um, I think every day it's important um, to try as much as you can to... to um, like for me, my probably my most said prayer is, is um, Lord, I die to myself. I die to what I think I'm meant to do and what I think I need and, and I give my life to you and I pray that today you'll take my life and do what I'm meant to do. And, and it's funny, every time I pray that prayer, I end up having a purposeful day for some reason and, and um, you know, like God will bring people my way and I can witness and, and um, yeah, I don't know, it's just... A powerful prayer, I think, and, and um, but but I guess you just got to make time. I mean, I don't get to church as often as I used to, and I've just got to find other ways of getting input as well, you know. And and um, so yeah, it's it's kind of a matter of refreshing, but it can, it can get dangerous. You just got to you got to refresh because I've seen the danger of being away, and um, I'm only human, and the only thing that happens to a relationship, any whether it's human. Um, or, or whether it's God, you know, that you fall away if you don't refresh that relationship. And um, so, yeah, I, I, I guess um, it's just a matter of doing as much as I can. And, um, yeah. Now, there might be people listening now that are thinking, I'm so far away from God and I don't know what to do about it. Um, 
you seem to be quite close to God, you connect with him quite a bit. What would your advice be to those people? I guess you might feel really far from God, but he's always by your side. And, and the days when you think you're walking alone, you know, he's obviously there with you. But, but sometimes we, we just feel so far because we're not letting him in. And, and it's a matter of um, praying that prayer I was talking about before and, and stop trying to take control of everything because you, you're not in control. And the minute you start taking control, you start walking a, a life that isn't purposeful and, and, and um, isn't the life that he's called us to lead because we need him. Like, I need him. I, I didn't think I did, you know. Went through my teen years and um, I didn't think I needed him and, and it wasn't until I surrendered that stuff just started to happen. And, um, I mean, um, I was singing for Planet Shakers. I was singing at church every week and, and I didn't really get God. You know, it wasn't until later that I got God. You know, I called myself a Christian, but um, I didn't get it. I just did it because it was a trend. And, and um, But I didn't realise that he's in everything, like in everything. And, and it actually wasn't until post-idol that I realised, I mean, my eyes opened so much as to what God is about. And it's all about love. It's all about, um, it's not about judging people. And I was super judgmental. Uh, on a witnessing level, oh my gosh, I could talk about witnessing for for you know hours now, and on the do's and don'ts that I've seen. Um, because before I was so encapsulated in the church that it's very hard to see what how people react to stuff. Like we think being a good witness is saying, "Hey, if you don't become a Christian, you're going to go to hell." I mean, you, you go to someone in the world and you tell them they're going to hell. That's not what they need to hear. The thing that people need to hear is, you know what? No matter where you are in your life. It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. The only thing is that God loves you just for yourself, just for who you are. And, and, um, and you know, he just wants to be your friend and he just wants to help you through life. And, you know, then, then people can kind of get the fact that, oh, maybe the reason Christians don't generally, you know, do a lot of drugs or, or you know, get horribly drunk it isn't because it's religion maybe it's because they've just got this friend that helps them and says look that's not going to be the best thing for your life and the only thing is that god loves you just for yourself you know there's so many um, musos and singers today that do have that horrible lifestyle and they're just messed up and mm. they smash up their hotel rooms you know you, always, yeah. you hear the stories yeah. um, but you are an awesome role model how do you stay so positive? Uh, I guess my upbringing and my beautiful parents. Um, not everybody gets that. Not, not everybody gets the love that I got. And, and a lot of the times when people are smashing up stuff and, and they're, they're ruining stuff or they're abusing their bodies, it's because they don't love themselves. And, um, you know, it's, a, it's an easy trap to get caught in. And um, we automatically go, what a diva or what a, what a punk or, or, you know, smashing up stuff, disrespectful. And it is, but... It doesn't come always out of a heart of, I'm a punk. It comes out of a heart that's hurting and and a heart that, um, you know, suddenly has entered this world that gets them into an even more empty space because, you know, this life, it it can be really empty if you haven't got something to anchor yourself on. Um, But some of these rock stars will wake up with a different girl and I've chatted to them about it and they say they feel empty every time they feel this weird emptiness it's an empty lifestyle and, and it's one that they try to replace with with drugs or, or with um, alcohol or, or, or with women but really the thing they need to fill that massive hole is God like, as we know but um, unfortunately there's a lot of people that don't know that. Now you've been involved in um, Paradise Church and there's a lot of people that have a view of church as a really boring you know mm. old school kind of thing um, tell us a little bit about the kind of churches you're involved with and why people should go and check them out. Yeah, some churches are really boring. 
Um, really boring. I've been to some seriously boring churches. Um, but, but I guess it's, it's a lot about where the person is. Um, I, I wouldn't even say go to a church which is cool or which plays hip music because you're missing the point. Um, church isn't meant to entertain you. Like church is, the function of a church is to be amongst people who are encouraging you, who who are going to uplift you as opposed to only spending every night in a nightclub down the road where people can tend to drag you down or you can get caught up in stuff that you shouldn't be. You know, church is a place that encourages you and you sit down and you listen to a speaker who hopefully is going to say things and, and teach you things which are going to help better your life. It's a it's a feeding thing where you go to church and and you either get involved and help feed others and get fed yourself or you just go there and get fed. For me, I used to get involved. I was so involved and I was involved in feeding others but I'm at a place now where I, I just need to be fed because I get drained throughout the week. Um, if you go to a church with the um, idea of I want to go to a place that's cool and exciting and... Um, you're sort of missing the point a little bit. Mind you, you need to go somewhere that you can relate to and go somewhere that you can understand where there's some dude just going, you know, God wants to be your mate and he wants to help you. Like, you need someone who you can relate to. Well, Guy Sebastian, you certainly are a history maker. Thanks very much for joining us today. (laughs) Thank you. History. If you'd like to find out more information about History Makers, download a copy of this interview, or you'd like to make a donation, just go to historymakersradio.com. History Makers is brought to you by newhopeaustralia.org.au. History Makers.